apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Mac Home Mortgage, an equal housing lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L, call for additional details. Jones dials it up, swing pass, open, bobble, touchdown, Wandale Robinson. Second down and seven, fake it, on the boot, Jones throws, touchdown, Bellinger. Scoops it back up, Jackson throws, intercepted, Giants have it with Julian Love. Love weaving through. Defense here on first and goal, handoff, up top, touchdown, Saquon Barkley, airborne for the score. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Drawing About the G-Men, Giants football podcast. I'm Big Jace, joined by Joe Guire, King Sands, Sean Scanlon. Five and one. Giants did it. I mean, uh, big, uh, big takeaway you saw there at the end by Julian Love to set up the Saquon Barkley touchdown. Kayvon Thibodeau, the rookie, finally gets his first sack of the season. Everything's rolling right. Joe, how do you feel about the Giants going? I mean, they're they're finally getting respect. That you talked about it last week. That they're finally moving up those power rankings. <laughs> ESPN so dumb. Um and and it's funny the way that that worked out, and it was literally as simple as Green Bay losing and the Giants beating the Ravens, and th- there was no other place to put the Giants but five. And admit at least a week late that you guys don't know what you're talking about at ESPN. These national announcers, and it's the same thing with baseball. It, it's so idiotic. It's like you're they they don't know what they're talking about. I think it's time for everybody who watches football collectively as a group to take your head out of your ass because just because the team was good last year and it didn't fix its offensive line and it didn't do anything about its running back depth. You know what? That team's not good this year. Okay. That's about half the league. That's like three and three right now. So the teams that are winning NFL games for anybody who, has tried to chuck it like the Giants are lucky. You're a moron. 
Do you do you watch football? Nobody wins by luck in the NFL. And I've also heard some of these analysts, I haven't seen any development in Daniel Jones. Then you don't understand football at all. Plain and simple. It is it is like stunning to hear how stupid people are. The Jets are a much better football team. Their defense is really good. The Giants' defense is much improved over last year. And you know what? Everybody wants to chalk this up like as if Brian Dable's the second coming of John Wooden or something. Tap the brakes. He's a good coach. They're well-disciplined. They play hard for him. But this team has gotten a little bit better, and they've grown to the point where they're 5-1, and one, and everybody deal with it or suck it. I love that. Everybody deal with it or suck it. Sorry. But so, uh, it was great seeing uh, Wayne Dale Robinson. We saw the touchdown there. Uh, I know a lot of a lot of critics were like, this guy's just another Kadarius Tony, but this guy's a Kadarius Tony getting out on the field. Uh, Zay? Where's your head at? I, I know they're doing better than the Jets, and I wish, you, for your sake, maybe I wish the Jets were doing better. But uh, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, you're not part of this Giants bandwagon. You already jumped off the ship week one, so I, I didn't I, jump I off to... the ship today. You, uh, I'm as... being critical of Daniel Jones this year. I'm not letting him by. I'm not gonna. Throw him these excuses. I've said right. that. He's looked Zay, great. Zay, Two for, great for touchdowns. Three years, for three years, this guy sounded like the biggest homer on the planet. The guy's finally yeah, good, and he's like, well, I'm putting my foot down now. Good timing, Jace. Yeah. But uh, I kind of agree with Joe, though. For the most part, everything Joe said is accurate. Uh, uh, a lot of people need to start waking up. The Jets and Giants aren't getting lucky. They're actually a good you know, a good team. They have players. You got to, for a while, these teams have been building. They have been grabbing pieces and, you know, through the draft. And it looks like they finally have someone who actually knows how to make these pieces work. I think for a long time, it wasn't that the Giants were drafting terrible. It was that the people in charge of these draft picks weren't developing them properly and putting them in positions to succeed the same way Brian Dable has been doing and Mark Wheatendale has been doing on defense. These, these are the same guys. Nothing has really changed. They didn't, Bring in, you know, a vet that's changed anything really. The Giants have really just rolled with what they would get them and left them, and they have made it work because they actually have some brains at the wheels now. And you have to start taking into consideration that the Giants for the last few drafts have been drafting pieces for a rebuild. I'm assuming that the rebuild could possibly be over. I, I, I hate to say it, it might be over. Well, five Zay, one. One of the ESPN, I don't remember which moron said this, said the Giants' biggest acquisition this offseason was Wink Martindale because he's a third string quarterback coming up. Like, what? Again, how, how, like, Wink's great, but these guys are performing and he's putting guys who shouldn't be in the position they're in in the position and they're in and they're all coming through. Uh, again, it's the I, players, I, I, though, Zay. It's the guys on the roster, right? It, it, they were very capable guys. You see guys like Julian Love for the f last few years. He never looked really comfortable under the last few coaches. He finally looks comfortable. He's out there making plays, gets our first interception of the year. You know how big I've been on Julian Love all year and how I said he was going to be one of the leaders in the secondary. He's been a captain on the team, and he's proven it. 
it, it again just pieces everywhere. Leonard Williams stepping up. Dexter Lawrence, a first round draft pick from a few years ago, he's playing at a Pro Bowl caliber level. These are things that you are starting to expect. Xavier McKinney, another pick that we probably shouldn't have got as early as we did and as late as we did in the second round. He probably should have went in the first round. But these guys are turning out to be who we thought they were. And that's the good thing. We're learning that the NFL, you're not always going to get players to come out of college and turn it around and, and win the Super Bowl. That isn't always going to happen. Your Pat Mahomes, your Joe, Joe Burrows, those are once-in-a-lifetime stories. Sometimes you actually have to take players, build a team, get a coach, develop these players, and actually turn them into something. You just can't always assume that, hey, I'm going to take this quarterback, and in two years either he has it or he doesn't. We're finally starting to see Daniel Jones become a better quarterback. He's making better decisions every week. He puts this team in positions to win. Every, everyone keeps talking about, oh, it's the defense, it's the defense. Daniel Jones is leading drives down the field, sometimes without Saquon Barkley on the field because of his shoulder, and they score. How long has it been since we talked about the Giants driving down the field and scoring? Obviously, we, we always talk about them, you know, three and outs. They're never on schedule. Everything is always looking crazy. And Daniel Jones is putting together 19, 18 play drives and scoring at the end of the game. He has three comeback wins now. That That is improvement. So, I, I again, I agree with Joe. I don't know what these idiots at ESPN are saying and what the, they don't see development or this is luck. No, this is a team that is finally starting to turn the corner. You've been do, gathering pieces for years, and it's finally starting to turn the corner with the right person in charge. That's what I see. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, a game – Coming off a game like this to praise uh, Wink Martindale, I don't know. I mean, Kenyon Drake was gashing us left, gashing the Giants left and right. Like there were holes. So I mean, to to have it, it, it is ridiculous. Uh, it being all on him, Steve Risser from Sports Talk to RJ. Make sure you check that out every Wednesday at one. Uh, Lawrence and McKinney have been outstanding this year. Yeah, McKinney. Now uh, I think this shows a little bit about the Joe Judge because. Uh, McKinney holds the record for the longest active, uh, most snaps, defensive snaps uh, played right now. And, uh, I mean, he was injured at the beginning of his uh, career. So, I mean, it shows how long when Joe Judge, how much the defense was out there, I guess. But uh, and, and Dexter Lawrence, obviously, big, big, uh, also had a big sack last week as well. Sean, uh, I mean, is it? What to you is the biggest standout? What's the biggest difference? I mean, we're talking about Daniel Jones. We talk about Wink. ESPN likes talking about Wink Martindale. To you, what is that one big difference from the Giants last year uh, to this year and competing at five and one? Uh, I know it's been harped on a lot, but I do think it is just this coaching staff and the development that they've brought in. Because if you look at the roster over the past couple of years, it's basically the same roster. They've brought in a couple of different pieces. Um, obviously, Kayvon Thibodeau, Wandale Robinson, Evan Neal being you know some of the big draft picks. But in terms of free agency, they haven't really brought in too many different people. So, I mean, if you look back at Dave Gettleman's draft, it's not that he was drafting the wrong prospects. Um, there's a couple of guys that have talent who have been in the roster for the past couple of years who – have really shown out until this year. Um, you know, as they mentioned, Julian Love and then Dexter Lawrence too, um, both kind of having breakout years. So I think it is the development of this um, team and the roster that they have constructed. And also I think it's just they know how to utilize these players to their strengths. And obviously we've seen that with Daniel Jones. Um, obviously 
I think ESPN doesn't give them a lot of respect because they're all idiots, like Joe said, and they kind of just look at the the counting stats. And if you look at those, obviously he's not having a bunch of touchdowns, a bunch of passing yards. But if you watch the games, you see that he's super efficient. Um, he's turning the ball over way less. He's leading these game-winning drives. So he's obviously doing you know what fits his game style best, and that's obviously getting out of the pocket, running with the ball, uh, making good throws with um, you know good accuracy. So I think that they're actually you know, getting the best out of him with what they have. And then with the defense, I mean, we saw with Patrick Graham, they would always kind of just sit back in zone, um, kind of just let teams pick them apart, you know, drive down the field and then try and stop them in the red zone. But what I love about Wink Martindale is obviously one of the, you know, most blitzes out of any defensive coordinator in the league. And we see that, you know, obviously sometimes they'll get gashed, but it brings a different look to the NFL where, you know, they're not too worried about big plays over the top because they have belief in their guys. And that's what I think has been the biggest, you know, success for this defense so far. And obviously in the second half, they've been fantastic um, to be able to adjust and uh, keep teams out of the end zone in the second half. So I really do think it's this coaching staff. It's pretty much the same roster we've seen the last couple of years. But I think that this coaching staff has done a great job. And I kind of look at it like uh, the Island of Misfit Toys. Like you have a bunch of random guys, a bunch Love of – like free agents who have come in, who've kind of been on a bunch of different teams, um, a bunch of late round rookies who have come and stepped up, guys who have been in the Giants roster the past couple of years, but haven't broken out until now, kind of just jammed them all together. And, and this is what you're getting. And I love to see it. Um, this team has a lot of fight. They're never out of a game. Um, this was the one time I was worried this season that we're, we were out of the game and the Giants proved me wrong. I mean, they go out, um, drive right down the field to Daniel Bellinger, uh, get a big stop with that Julian Love interception and then punch it in. And then obviously Kayvon Thibodeau closing the game out with that strip sack. So uh, this team just has a hell of a fight and resiliency. They don't give up in games. Uh, and that's the reason why I think this team could win a lot of games this year is because they're never out of it. Um, and I, I believe in, you know, Brian Dable leading us. This is why the Giants are winning right here. With the exception the of Dallas, they've kept everybody to that score or less. Yeah. And as long as they can put up, what have I been saying? You, you need three touchdowns and a field goal at least. You got to score at least three to four times in an NFL game in order to win. And you got to score more than 20. And the Giants have consistently done that, again, while keeping their opponents at that number and under. And that's how you win football games in the NFL. And, Sean, you're exactly right. Eli Manning got the same treatment. Because the the counting stats weren't what Peyton Manning was putting up. And who won more Super Bowls? They won the same, but I guess they won the same. That's what I mean. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, listen, you can you can throw for five thousand yards and forty five touchdowns every year. That's great. Uh does that get you does that make a win worth more? Than just a regular win? No, it it doesn't. It's about winning football games. And this dude has led this team, like Zay pointed out, there's been times where Saquon's been out of the game. And Daniel Jones, again, with a receiving core of nobodies, has been able to produce in the biggest moments. This is another game, Zay, where even when they were losing, I thought, yeah, I think we got this. I, I really, I honestly felt like this was just a matter of time before this team came back. Yeah. And I, I will, 
the, the, the Giants, like, when I was super critical on Daniel Jones, you, you said it, Joe, like, over the 20. Like I said, th- two to three touchdowns. That's all I needed to see, and that's what they've done the past couple weeks to 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 get the win. But uh, b- before we move on to the this week, I was talking with my coworker, um, and, and we were going over uh, right after the Giants won because I had to go into work that Sunday. Um, and I'm like, bro, you look at the rest of the schedule. This this Giants team could easily get 12, 13, 14 wins. Like with what they have. I, I know it's Zay, but it's doable. Look at it. Look at it. You obviously got the Jags, which we'll talk about. Seattle, real quick, they're playing real good, quick. But- let me point out one other thing here. Okay. Right, I talked to you guys earlier this season, and, and we went through the, those games. Tennessee, Green Bay, Baltimore, Minnesota, you and the Colts. Those were five games I thought the Giants were going to lose, right? And we've already won three of those five games. And I had them going 0-5 and, and finishing at 9-7. and 7. So... Again, there there's gonna be there's gonna be weeks where they they don't have it together. There's gonna be weeks where they get burned out and all the blitzing. It's gonna happen. They'll 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 have a couple bad games the rest of the way. That is a very manageable uh, schedule right there. Yeah. And again, no, I, you know, it'll be November twenty fourth is is a day I'm very much looking forward to. Is is the rematch with the Cowboys? Because think about this. If the Giants and they led that game thirteen to six in the third quarter, the Giants had won that game. They would be six and zero, <laughs> and people would really be flipping out right now and wouldn't know what to do with themselves because that would be defying the odds. Again, that was a game they were winning in the third quarter, a rare third quarter lead, and they they blew that one. So, just saying. I don't be- I don't know, Joe. Looking at that schedule, I don't. I kind of agree with Jace. Outside of maybe Minnesota because they might get Odell Beckham, I don't know how many more losses are on there. I mean, the Eagles, maybe that, Dallas, maybe cool. the Eagles. Eagles and Minnesota. That those are the only. I, but like- outside of that, I really don't. I can't see Washington beating us twice. Yeah, Zay. I, I would say this: the rest of the way, I think, with the exception of Philly and Dallas. In Minnesota, I don't see the Giants not being the favorite in any of these games going forward. And anybody uh, who yeah, decides you, you to make so. the, the anybody that makes the Giants the underdogs well, in Jackson any of those other games is a, a fool right and now. is setting themselves up for a loss. This 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 is another win to me right here. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's talk about it then. That you just mentioned it, Joe. Giants should be favored. The disrespect continues. Uh, they're minus three uh, under. I they're mean, minus three, three right now. Minus three because that's home. Yeah, so yeah, they, they, well, they think it's even. Vegas thinks this is an even game. It shouldn't be, is it, Joe? There's nothing even about this game, and 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 you know, I I keep my eye on on the Jags. Um, they're incredibly inconsistent, and they have serious issues still on their line, and. Week in and week out, the the running back combinations are productive, but not in the big moments. Trevor Lawrence has looked good at times. He's looked terrible at times. Um, 
dude, the the first round pick, Georgia. What's his face? Totally Trayvon, can't think of his Trayvon name. Walker. Dude, Trayvon Walker's turning into a oh. monster. He is. Trayvon he Walker. is, yeah. and is is proving himself. I think to be worthy of a number one. But I think that guy's going to be a superstar in this league, uh, in due time. But I don't know. This this team is this team's a little messy. The, uh, again, a team that last week had had shut out the Colts five weeks earlier, and then got let up. Uh, you you tell me. Again, the Giants week in week out have been in every single game. Could be six and zero at this point. Mm-hmm. You can't. I mean. The Jaguars could be three and three if things had played out a little differently. That's a bad football team. I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know if the Giants have to light somebody up like forty zip before people really pay attention and believe this team's doing well. Does Daniel Jones need one of those games against the Redskins when he throws for four touchdowns? Is is that is that what it's going to take for people to be like, wait a minute, maybe the Giants are good. maybe but uh i mean the only thing that scares me with this game i mean not really though the only reason i can see vegas having it at uh the the jags minus three because of home obviously but i mean doug peterson being there uh maybe i i I, this is a different everybody's expecting the giants i understand that the giants to lose 10 games in a row and finish 5 and 12. That's what everyone's expecting is going to happen so because they're not paying attention and they're not watching the football games and they didn't watch the games last year and they didn't watch the games the year before because the Giants suck. And, and if you've been watching the games the last three years, you see the difference. You understand what's happening. And at a national level, there's a lot of morons out there. People are desperate for Green Bay. Oh, uh, don't turn it around. Oh, yeah, sure. When Devontae Adams shows back up, maybe Sterling <laughs> uh, maybe Sterling Sharp will come out of retirement. They could have Sterling Shepard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, no, I agree with Joe. There's too much of this. This this America loves surfing teams, and they so they just want them to do good. Well, guess what, people? One of, two of the teams you hate. Are doing well. And that's the Giants and the Jets because everyone loves to see them miserable. When the teams were miserable the last few years, everyone loved it, and now they're on top of the world and they don't even know what to do about it. So I love every moment of this. It's a Joe's point. I could see us losing. Evan Ingram could probably light us up for like five touchdowns. You know how he is. He's a very lethal weapon they have over there. I don't understand how the Giants let Evan Ingram go in the off season. So I could see You're them losing. Serious, are you? Not a chance. I don't see the Giants losing this game, bro. I, it's, it's, I keep saying this. You were yeah. warning me for a sec, It's laughable, bro. I'm to the point where, like, I, I do think the Giants will be a double-digit team win, winning team. Excuse me. Like, like it's the disrespect is I don't even know where it's coming from anymore. And I, I watch Philly, and Jalen Hurts gets all the respect in the world, and he goes games, he throws no touchdowns. He throws no. He's thrown only one game. He's thrown for three touchdowns this year. Everything else is handoffs and options and crap. And they're talking about how great he is as a quarterback. And then I watched Daniel Jones with scrubs and guys you've never heard of. Off the, you know, they're pulling guys off the stands to play receiver, and he's making it happen because you know they're sixty-four million dollar guy 
he's sitting at home, you know, just chilling. So I, I kind this this is ridiculous. Well, I don't even know why we're talking about this. The Giants will win this game. They'll win it in a blowout. I, they're going to smoke this team, like Joe said. If Jags are very inconsistent, Trevor Lawrence, it's not it yet. He needs to find a quarterback, a coach, and a team that can help him. You're just never going to win. Jacksonville's a miserable franchise and will always be a miserable franchise read by the cons. And they run miserable for businesses. That's just how it is. So, uh, Giants by 30. I, I, I'm being serious. I got I, I like got that. 24-12, Giants. I, 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 I like that. I think this... I mean, I talked about it going into the past couple games. You had Aaron Rodgers. You had Lamar Mark Jackson. You had these big-name quarterbacks. Came out. You, those were cl- supposed to be close games if you were going to win them. Like, the Giants should have won them close, regardless, both ways. And they did. This is – Joe, like you're talking about, the, the Giants have been the laughing stock. So have the Jags. Like, this shouldn't – like, Vegas, I, this whole line is freaking me out right now. But, yeah, I mean, this is a game – this is what I re- – I want to see, like, Zay, what you're saying. This should be a three-touchdown game. This shouldn't even be close if the Giants are who they – what their record says right now. Sean, did you see this being a blowout? I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Um, I definitely think that we're going to win. But if you look at the games that we played against some of the worst teams in the NFL this year, they were still close. Um, I mean, we only beat the Panthers by a field goal. We only beat the Bears by a touchdown on extra two-point conversion. So I just don't think we're the type of team that's going to go out and put up 30, 35 points on you and blow you out. Uh, I think we're just a, a tough-minded team that's going to find a way to win. So I think it will be a little bit closer than you guys have it. I think the Jags actually have some talent on defense. I don't, But I just don't think the Giants have enough offense to go out and you know hang 35 on someone, blow them completely out. It's just the style or type of style of games that they play where they're not blowing anyone out. So I think it'll be a little bit closer, but the fact that the Jags are favored in this is absolutely wild. I mean, it's just the disrespect for the Giants. I love it. I hope they keep us as underdogs the rest of the season um, against all these terrible teams, but I just don't think we're the type of team that's going to go out and blow somebody out. Um, I think that we'll probably score around 24, 27 points. Um, Jags will probably be around like 17 ish. Uh, We might win by double digits, but I don't think by too much. Um, but obviously, I mean, the Jags minus three, that that Jacksonville Stadium, that's a tough place to go play, you know, with all 1,500 fans. Um, it's going to be it's going to be pretty rough. So, um, yeah, I, there's there's no reason they should be favored in this game. And uh, this no is our first shot. <laughs> no one goes to Jacksonville and beats Trevor Lawrence, right? <laughs> that's a, that's, that's a good You've been messing with me all night. I had to say. We would that's, never that's call, uh, a callback in the biz. Um, but you too nice yeah i mean this i i just don't see and this is our first shot to get revenge on doug peterson for being a jackass in that last game and was it 2019 20 or 2020 so uh first time we get to see him he can't run away from the nfc's for too long so glad we get to get some revenge on him i think we definitely win this game i just don't think we're going to be winning by 20 30 points by the way the the whole afc west is going to the playoffs shut your mouth morons again what a team looks like on paper and how would things are playing out like it, it's time to recraft your your vision for the future here people uh it is what it is dude we're we're like a, a pretty significant where, where are we at we're we're nearly at the halfway point at the nfl season we're going to week seven 
Yep. Yeah. Week seven. I mean, it is what it is. Like I said last week, it's rare that a mediocre team gets hot, turns it around. Maybe you see one team do that a year. Maybe two teams can do it. The entire NFL isn't going to turn it around this year. And that's a major factor here is the amount of teams that are underperforming. The 49ers, the Rams, the Packers, pick a team. There's a lot of teams playing like absolute garbage that were supposed to be good. And some of the teams that were garbage are playing better. And I know it's really hard for people to like wrap their minds around what's happening here. Here's the other thing about the power rankings. I mean, if you're being honest with yourself, even last week, what are we basing the power rankings on? What we think they're going to finish the season as or what they are right now. For them to have five, three, uh, five, 500 teams in front of the Giants last week was so unbelievably ridiculous. Again, it's like, no, I, I mean, I know the Chiefs are going to start winning again. Like, oh, yeah, maybe they will, but they haven't. So why don't we score this in real time as it's unfolding and give the Giants their proper respects? That's all I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. at least ESPN – uh, I was going to say, at least ESPN threw him in the top five. Um, uh, the dude that runs the power rankings Sean, for NFL Network. Sean, they had to because the teams they had in front of the Giants lost. I know, but there's, so, there's still people that haven't put him in the top five. I was going to – the person that does the power rankings for NFL Network, Dan Hansis, he's just an idiot. He has the Bengals <laughs> at number five right now when they're three and three. They haven't looked good. They can't close out games. They're obviously not the team they were last year. And he has the Giants at number seven. So – that yeah. dude, I don't know what it's all just a projection or it's all off of last yes, year. Yes, they're trying but, to guess what they think is gonna happen. Like that, that again, that that Anthony Munoz is gonna show up and 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 cover the blind side. <laughs> Morons. I, I mean, I, I swear to God, like I'm at the point where like ESPN is such trash right now. It's full of trash and it's full of morons. And so you look at Barstool and all these other idiots like people have learned like oh i'll just say idiotic stupid things and that'll make me successful as opposed to again analyzing things as they're happening which is what sports is that, that's, that's just, too much too much work for them well look at espn espn Kim, uh, kimberly martin the other day she said the giants should tank they should just quit and just tank the rest of the season and increase their draft pick for next year so they can make the team better in the long run that's what they should do right now. They're five that and one. And should, should be fired. Yeah, she's an she idiot. Should, yeah. She's Kimberly a beat reporter in the the Giants locker room too. She had to stand yep. there after they they beat the Ravens. Freaking yeah. But uh, hey, don't listen to ESPN. Why don't you go check out uh, Clovercrest Media Group for all your sports needs? God yeah, we, we got deal, it. We deal yeah. in facts and reality, and not what happened in 2021. <laughs> we don't live in fantasy land. <laughs> yeah. Watch out, the the Houston Astros. I heard this morning that the Yankees have no chance against the Astros, according to Jesse well, Mendoza. I mean, who they, they are doesn't know are anything right about Major League Baseball. <laughs> Jesus. They, they should are, put they Jessica right Mendoza on tennis or some other. Cut to the commercials. We're not about. going to talk about the Yankees. <laughs> All right. Cut to the commercials. Oh. I, I mean, Joe, you mentioned it earlier, all these teams that people thought were going to perform, underperforming. We're going to talk about one of those teams. 
But first, let's hear a word from one of our sponsors. My name is Roseanne BC, and I'm a certified health coach uh, with the company called Optavia. I'm a coach because I love helping people transform their health and their lives. There's a couple different plans. Um, it's safe for a lot of different people and a lot of different ages um, and places in their lives. I have so many clients that have had such great success, and there's a portion of the program that is you get your health coach, you get the products, but you also get a community of people who are there. So we do Zooms every Monday night um, nationwide. And if people want to get more involved with other people on the same journey as them, then they can join in and have that kind of support. The website you can reach me at is sacredrosehealthandwellness.com. And um, you can email me from there or you can book um, a virtual coaching session there where we can get your health assessment started and get you moving in the right direction. All right. Now, after starting three and three now, how worried should the Packers be? Obviously losing to the Giants in London. Now, uh, now the Jets. Like, is this, like, if I'm, you, you let go of Devontae Adams, obviously, the, if you're the Packers, are you – there's got to be some sort of talk here to, like, blow it up, move on from a guy like Aaron Rodgers, see what you can get, and start a rebuild. Because, I mean, you've been struggling. Like, in 2019, they only had three losses. 2020, they only had – last year, they have four. You're already tied with three for the past two years. Uh, so, it's ridiculous. They're struggling, obviously, after losing Devontae Adams. Joe? How worried should the Packers be, and is an Aaron Rodgers trade in the future possibly? Well, listen. On the one hand, uh, the Jets blowing the Packers out um, only kind of prove <clears throat> what I was saying before about the idea that some of these teams just aren't that good, and the Packers are clearly not that good. You don't lose to the Giants and Jets in back-to-back -back weeks if you're a good team. You just don't. And no, I, I, I'm serious. Again, it speaks that the Giants are better than the Packers. So are the Jets. And so not only are the Packers three and three, but the, the former doormats of the NFL are better than you right now. I don't see a scenario where this team wins 10 in a row. I just don't see it. They're not a good football team. Aaron Rodgers... I mean, is a mental case to begin with. He's got this, I mean, right? He, he's really, so, he wants Randall Cobb back. Give me a break. Should we call Jordy Nelson? What are you talking about, dude? Seriously, Donald Driver's not showing up. It's not happening. Not going to happen. I think Mark I think Chimura, Greg Jennings is uh, available, though. I think Mark Chimura is in prison. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's coming in there to save him. There, there's nobody magical is showing up that's gonna that's gonna fix this thing. That's not a good football team. They were good last year and the year before and the year before, as Jace pointed out. But this is 2022, and the brand of football they're playing right now has equated to a 500 football team. I'm not suggest. I mean, I don't think they signed Aaron Rodgers to trade him, but I thought the same thing about Odell Beckham and the Giants. Look at Russell Wilson a couple of years. I mean, sure. Listen, is is it possible? Is it maybe time to 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 blow it up? You already got Jordan Love there. 
yeah, I yeah, I would say I think that's I don't think it's going to happen until Aaron Rodgers becomes a malcontent. Maybe it happens maybe more in the offseason after say they go 6 and 11 this year. But Two. I don't see this team winning a lot of football games. I just don't. And and the idea that he was just going to will them to a, a win over the Jets, they got their butts handed to them bad. They looked even worse. So, again, if I'm a Green Bay fan, I don't see anything to be optimistic about at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zay, I mean, you, your Jets just got that big win. That's, Should they be crying? That's a great one. Did you work on that one all night? <laughs> uh, first, I mean, this is a very tough question because, I mean, I, I kind of don't care. Um, The Giants sucked for years and no one gave a damn, and now Green Bay sucks, and I don't give a damn. It's just, look, that this is just the way the league is. If you don't rebuild your team like the Giants didn't do after 2011 – then your team will eventually suck. Things will start to catch up on you. And your 39 or 40 year old or whatever, however old quarter age, how, how old is Aaron Rodgers now? Uh, I don't know. Him between him and Brady, I don't know. They're between 40 and 45, something like that. That's what I'm gonna call them. But you gotta move on. You have to start rebuilding your team. You have to start looking forward into the future. Do like the Cardinals, you know, get as much young talent as you can possible even if you don't know what to do with them but at least you have young talent for the future they have no receivers their offensive line is sloppy their defense that was supposed to come in the league and be one of the best defenses has been one of the worst defenses in the league now you probably got to rebuild that it's it's an honest like it's a joke bro like that we're sitting here even talking about the team like Joe said they're bad they're going to continue to be bad Yes, they should worry. You didn't rebuild your team. You thought Aaron Rodgers was going to carry you for the next 20 years and beyond, and he clearly can't. And now, even if you were to trade Aaron Rodgers, who's your quarterback? Jordan Love? The guy's had 12 snaps, maybe. What are you you doing? You haven't planned for the future. And not to mention Matt LaFleur is a terrible That's what I'm coach. saying. That's what I'm saying. He's Blow a, it up and start planning coach. for the future. LaFleur is just a crybaby. He, to me, is he's like Cliff Kingsbury. I don't even understand how they have jobs at this point. It, 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 it's, it's baffling. It's, it's amazing to watch at times. I, I can't use certain words because we're obviously on a podcast, but they're really, really bad coaches. So it's not always always on Aaron Rodgers, but yes, the Packers should be worried. They need to rebuild. They need a whole new team. They're done. Right. Sean, do you, could you see the Colts making another band aid decision and going with Aaron <laughs> trade for Aaron Rodgers? I wouldn't surprise me. I mean, the Colts. I'm just convinced they're going to have a new quarterback every year until uh, the day I die. So uh, it's just the way it's looking right now. But I think the Packers fans should definitely be worried. Um, I just don't think they're going to go and make a trade in the middle of the season. Um, one, because I don't know what the market would be for an old quarterback like that. Um, who Joe mentioned, I mean, he's kind of a head case. I don't think he'd be a great fit to go into a team trying to make a push for the playoffs um, just in the middle of the season. And two, uh, we mentioned pretty much, you know, all year that this 
this league, there's just not a lot of high-end teams in the league right now. So if you look at the team that like the Packers, obviously I think their ownership and management is looking at it like, hey, we've been one of the best teams in the NFL for the past three years. Obviously we're off to a rough start, but we do have talent on defense. We do have Aaron Rodgers and a pretty good run game. So I think that it's – I think it would be too early to go away and trade Aaron Rodgers and blow it up, you know, all right away. I think if this continues and they have a lousy record at the end of the season, then you look into, you know – possibly moving on to Jordan Love. But I think right now it's a little bit too early. Uh, I think this team has too much talent. Obviously, the defense hasn't shown up, but they do have a lot of talent on that defense. Um, and I, I think that they can figure it out. Obviously, they haven't lost a lot of games the last couple of years. And this NFC, other than the Giants and the Vikings, there's just not a lot of good teams. So I don't think I would give up on it uh, just quite yet. This country has an obsession with old men doing jobs they can't do anymore. He's 36, Zay. He's not... That that old. That was a bigger reference. It went over your head, but anyway. That was, that oh, was, I, got you. <laughs> I get what you're saying. But uh I, I listen, I, I Packers should obviously be worried. Yeah, is, uh Sean, I, I'm with you. I do think this is something that will if the struggles continue, probably the offseason. But I think there is one team that would be perfect to make a push for Aaron Rodgers right now. And that's the Falcons. That division's wide open. Did they're undefeated against the spread? Three and three. They're they're tired. They're they can win that division. And the only thing they're missing is a quarterback. Did, did a receiver? Who is he throwing it to? Drake Kyle London. Pitts. Someone who can Drake London as well. You, there's guys there. There's talent there. And I think Whoa. they didn't. They obviously didn't trade for Deshaun Watson. Did they still have a lot of that uh, capital and value that they were going to go there and getting rid of Matt Ryan? I think this is a team that's performing a lot better than people thought, and they, with that division, with the Bucks struggling as much as they are, that division's wide open. So why not just just have something? Just give an attempt. Even if not, if not, you still have. With that contract, you still have Aaron Rodgers locked up. You still have the young talent in Drake London and Kyle Pitts to build around. There's something there if you can. He doesn't want to play with young talent. He wants guys who he knows, who's been out there, who he can improvise with on the fly. That's Aaron Rodgers. Why did he he demand that right now? You're going to trade putting him with Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Is no better than putting him up there in Green Bay with receivers he's never thrown the ball to. It's going to give you your same results, bro. Then why and did he not come to out talking about a trade right after they didn't draft a wide receiver? What it wasn't last year; it was the year before that. Why, why did all those reports start coming out? He, it's ridiculous. He doesn't it's have it to, to Atlanta. Does not what? fix his situation. He doesn't want to throw to Drake London and Kyle Pitts. He wants Devontae Adams. He wants. He obviously doesn't. If they traded him away, what? I don't. I don't think it's that he doesn't want to play with young talent. I just think that he would need to bring Randall Cobb along. He didn't. This you got to understand. He wanted to play with Devontae Adams, but he also understood the money aspect of the sport, and that you have to get your money because when they're done with you, they're done with you. And he made a business decision. That's what he had, he felt he had to do best for him when he lives his lonely life on his little ranch after his career because he can't keep a woman. So 
That's what he did. He made sure he had enough money to stay comfortable until he died. I don't blame him. But Living on his ranch tripping every day. Yeah, he's he's got his ayahuasca. He'll tripping off his ayahuascas and dreaming about you know DMT, race car driving women and shit. But at the end of the day, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers going to Atlanta does not fix the situation. It's just moving him to the same situation in another division. Yes, he's stuck it's a with better receivers. situations, eh? Come on, come on. You don't They're got the Vikings snipping at your look, heels, look, look, and you got look, weapons. You need to start focusing on the future if you're Green Bay. Either you're going to keep Aaron Rodgers and, and trade for a receiver or try to make a push for Odell Beckham, or you get rid of Aaron Rodgers, you send him wherever, you move Jordan Love in to start going towards the future and getting Jordan Love used to his receivers because that's the only yeah. situation they can do. That, that's really what it comes down to. At the end of the day, then I think that's yeah. what they should do. I, I, I mean, start the rebuild again. Again, it's all about how long you want to wait. They waited. I thought they waited too long with Brett Favre. They kept Brett Favre longer than they had to, and we see how that went. No, I guess so. But uh, all right. <laughs> I, listen, I I do think Falcons are. I I, I think that can happen. I think. That they can make that happen. Why? Why would he want to go there? Why? I I told Zay. We're going in circles now. I Zay. As much as I've been, if we've been going back and forth, I do gotta say, you've been killing it with the best bets. Perfect four and zero. And Sean, Joe, and I, we all lost. So uh, Zay, you can keep your hot hand. Who you got this week? Blockbuster, give me the Lions plus seven against the Cowboys. Okay. Lions score a ton of points. Cowboys can't stop any effing body, honestly. They'll they'll score enough to win. They'll score enough to win, but the Lions will be right there. And they've played the NFC East tough all year. I mean, Lions plus seven. Okay. Plus seven on the road at the Cowboys. Uh, All right. I, I don't know about that fourth. one. That I don't look know. ugly to the fourth. Watch. I, I think the Lions are at a point now, like they're done with Dan Campbell's rah rah stuff. Um, I, I think they're 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 about to implode. I think, but uh, I don't know. Sean, what's your best bet? Oh, am I allowed to pick the Giants? Yeah. Yeah, hammer it. You're not. You're not allowed to pick the Giants. Oh, that's too bad. I mean, I was going to do it last week. Um, I should have. It was kind of a coward move on me by not doing it. I knew that they would at least cover against the Ravens, but, um, I mean, this one's too easy. There's no way they lose to the Jags. All right. Joe? Well, I was going to double the, down. I was going to pick the Giants this week. Uh, yeah, plus three. I think that's an, an easy gimme. Can I? Uh, do I? Am yeah. I allowed to pick the same thing? That was exactly what I had in mind. Well, you copy and paste. You, see the, yes, you see the difference? You see the yeah, difference, Jace? Go ahead and when, copy when, my pick, Joe. When they got another loss added to their record, and I took the more difficult game with another W, you see what it is. Sometimes no, I, I'm with you. Zay. I've been saying, go back and rewatch the podcast every time yeah. you make a pick. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. You, you're picking I, road dogs, bro. I I'm like kidding. it. They should. They should win. They should win. I'm hoping they win their picks. I don't want to see the Giants lose, so I hope they win their picks. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I, I just talked. Okay. 
I just talked about them. I've been struggling. They've been perfect 6-0 and so far against the spread. Uh-oh. They're playing a Bengals team that keeps teams close. Bengals team, they, they get beat up in the first half, figure it out in the second half. I'm going to go the Falcons on the road. Uh, what is it? Plus six at the Bengals. I like it. We're all taking road dogs. I'm taking the Bengals. Jace, you screwed me last week on my parlay. You told me I was going to hit the un- over. It didn't even come close. I'm taking the Bengals this week. It was 10 points away. Didn't come close. I mean, it didn't. That's a lot, but... of, that's a lot of points, Jace. That's two scores. I know. We screwed Tony Romo. Tony Romo rigged it. Tony Romo spoiled it before it even started. Did you hear that? Yeah. Did you watch the game? It's, like, yes, it's going to it be is. 24-20. Screw that guy. But uh, Jared, he's a pretty sharp better himself. Jets over... Denver and Chiefs over Niners. I was looking at the Chiefs too. Yeah, Chiefs Chiefs over Denver. That's almost like a give me at this point with the way Russell's been playing. Yeah. Uh, and but it is at Mile High Stadium, the hardest place to play. It's just no Jackson. Have you seen their games all year? (laughs) It's like the easiest place to play all year. (laughs) Well, I mean, hey, Russell Wilson still has to adjust to the altitude, I guess. (laughs) But, uh, Dude, we got Denver on our record. We needed another win. <laughs> Broncos yeah. country. Let's ride. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it looks like Pete Carroll won that breakup, to be honest. I mean, they've been they've been doing overachieving. Uh, I also did see something interesting on Twitter. Um, this is an ESPN guy. I know we slander them a lot. Talking about how with the Seahawks, a lot, the reason Russell Wilson wasn't clicking as much with his wide receivers is because they'd like to run crossing routes, and uh, Russell Wilson just wasn't tall enough to see over the O lineman. So that's why. Oh Smith is. yeah, sure. Here's the other thing that kills me: week in and week out, dude. They make excuses for everybody, right? I mean, excuses for Lamar, excuses for uh, Aaron Rodgers, excuses for Tom Brady. Every week, every week, it's not Joe Burrow's fault. Oh, uh, Justin Herbert, uh, it's not his fault. I I mean, I watched that game. Uh, I'm just saying, I, I, I think people have to stop trying to judge quarterbacks based on the potential talent, right? Like, I think if you're observing Justin Fields, it's easy to blame everybody else, but I don't know. I'm kind of a little bit thinking Justin Fields isn't that good. I'm going to say it. I mean, I I don't know about that. I think people are really over high. I mean, dude, at this point, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen in Chicago in the next year or two? No. That this guy's suddenly going to turn things around and be a superstar? I don't see it. Wait, I don't wait. see it. Can, I, I can think I add the... to that, Joe? Wait, can, okay. can I just I just want to add oh. to that because I agree I agree with Joe on this, and it's to the fact that oh, and this is the, this is where Daniel Jones to me contrasts with him. Daniel Jones played at Duke. He didn't face great talent, but he had played football at, you know at a college level where he could go to the next level and be some type of efficient. 
Over the years, Daniel Jones has had to improve because he was never at what they consider the top of you know his game or a Heisman candidate. Then when you look at Justin Fields, who goes to Ohio State, who a, a, a school that has riches of of, of everything, they, they have some of the best receivers in the country, the best running backs in the country, some of the best O-lines in the country for years, over and over and over. You are such a good program. You're around such good people that when you get around players who aren't, you know, who aren't those people that you're used to, like, you know, we are not the best players you're playing. I'm, I'm trying to put it in the best words. Ohio State walks over most of the teams they play during their schedule. And then they face a team like an Alabama who's really, really better than them, and Alabama squashes them. My point is, Justin Fields was really good at Ohio State because what was around him made him look really good because they weren't playing much. Now he's in a situation where he doesn't have stars around him. He's playing teams that are at the top of their level, and he doesn't look good. Daniel Jones, on the other hand, never had – that's why he's, to me, the better option of for the Giants, what I was saying. The best way to put it is – He's he's he had a spoiled rich he was spoiled of riches in college and he doesn't have that now he looked better than he really was in college and I now he's not that that's what I'm saying if that's the best uh, way to put it. okay I I think the real issue with all sports media right now is, is regards to NFL besides us is every team is judged basically solely on their quarterback it's it's not a team thing at all really like uh. I mean, yeah, Joe Joe Burrow's gonna figure it out. Oh no, let's not really. No one's talking about the defense. No one's talking about how the defense is letting everything up. And then the past couple weeks when they figured it out, yeah, the defense has been great second half, but it's only a half. Like no one's taught. It's all about quarterback, 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 and that's the reason why I think the Giants are getting knocked a lot because it's this whole five and one experience for the Giants. That's a team effort. It's not Daniel Jones coming out here. Slinging the football. It's a and team. It never thing. was going to be never. is my favorite part of that. Yeah. Never going to be. But uh yeah. All right. Woo. I think that's gonna do it for today's and I don't, show. Real quick, I don't mean that in a okay. negative way at all. Right? The idea was to build around Saquon Barkley, have Daniel Jones be a mobile quarterback who can manage the game, come up with big plays. This is the, I mean, if we're finally seeing them utilize all of Daniel Jones's skills and it's translated to a 501 record, plain and simple, the Giants probably wouldn't be where they are if Saquon wasn't having the kind of year he's having. If those two tackles weren't both starting to play like the superstars, I think we think they're going to be. Yeah. Andrew Thomas is the best left tackle in the league. And by the way, Everybody was down on Dexter Lawrence last year and Leonard Williams two years ago. You were all a year late to the party. I was telling you all through last year, I thought Dexter Lawrence was playing a, a, a much better job. And again, a lot of the times it was like, it's it's not showing up in sacks. It's not showing up in tackles. It was just showing up in him being disruptive and getting into the backfield. And he's starting to really deliver and kind of live up to that first round building a little late, but better late than never, I always say. This Giants team, boy, I'm telling you, for everyone sleeping on them, you're going to feel pretty stupid at the end of December. Yeah. And, I mean, this is also a young team. I mean, new coach. Like, they're not really at their full potential On the way up and only going to get better. You're right, Jace. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Agreed. uh, All right. 
that is going to do it for today. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, big shout out to Annie Mac Home Mortgage for sponsoring today's episode as well as uh, Rosani. Um, as always, also Clovercrest Media talked about it. You don't need any of the big uh, media outlets. Go to clovercrestmedia.com. Got keys to the city. Uh, Sports Talk with R&J. Basketball fan posting up. We're starting that back up. Also, stay tuned if you're watching on uh, YouTube or Clovercrest Media, any of the social media pages. Stay tuned directly after this as we go live with posting up to recap uh, and preview the NBA season. But, uh, and yeah, a lot to go on. No, no Joe, just uh, me, Zay, and Sean. I but, will uh, not yeah. be joining the basketball show <laughs> until James Dolan dies. <laughs> All right. Okay, you're muted, Zane. I think that's a good thing because uh, that's going to do boss. it. That's my boss. Chill out. He comes to my checks, guy. <laughs> Listen, whoever takes that team away from him will also be signing your checks. And I hope that guy is great. And I hope he's competent. And I hope he at least has respect for Charles Oakley. Okay, good point. But uh, all right, for more basketball talk, stay tuned because posting up's coming up next. That's going to do it for John about the G Men. For myself, Big Jace, Joe Guire, King Zay, and Sean Scanlon. See you next week to talk more Giants football. Peace out. Six one. Jones dials it up. Swing pass. Open. Bobble. Touchdown. One. Dale Robinson. Second down and seven. Fake it. On the boot. Jones throws. Touchdown. Bellinger. Scoops it back up. Jackson throws. Intercepted. Giants have it with Julian Love. Love weaving through. Defense here on first and goal. Handoff up top. Touchdown. Saquon Barkley. Airborne for the score. Hello, my name is Joe Aguirre. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Man. And great true crime shows like Sticky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, the Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.